to another episode of 360 Degrees on the Urban Breakdown Network. I got myself, Big Merce. I got Mercedes in the house. Uh, hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> we, got, um, we got Odie joining us later, and Blue will probably join us later as well. But um, for right now, we're going to set it off with Mercedes today. So, Mercedes, what you got on your mind? Awesome. So today, my word is America is in an uproar. I'm going to say black America is in an uproar about Kanye, the way he approaches certain things. Um, they're in an uproar about the way Kanye addresses certain things. Um, when Kanye first made the statement about slavery being a choice, I was able to look at all angles of what he was saying. And um, to be completely honest with you, I thought the same thing myself. I felt the same way as a black person. After, after at least 200 years, where, where was the revolt? Where, did, where, where was the choice to, like, we're not taking this shit anymore? But it went on for yet another 200-some-odd years. So then he comes out and he apologizes for that when, honestly, I felt like he should have been unapologetic. People could take that statement in any other any way that they wanted to, but I, as a black person, wanted the same thing. Why didn't we try to break free? There were many more of us than it was them. Then he makes the say. Then he decides to have this Oval Office um, interview with the president. One thing that he said um, that bothered me was, uh, and this was more so of a mental thing to me. Um, he made a statement stating that. Wearing the MAGA hat made him feel like uh, Superman. And I don't know, the way he explained it, I almost feel like he felt strength in wearing that hat because he was against so many other individuals. And Kanye is not in a winning position right now with with society. No No. one's probably going to support his music anymore. He's probably going to fall to the very bottom. But I, I want some of the same people that yelled at Colin Kaepernick and other people that Jay-Z told him to stick to music, stick to sports. Why haven't they told Kanye West the exact same thing? Keep, keep, keep your business out of the politics. Of course, they, have, they vote just like the rest of us. However, when it comes down to, you know, political views, Kanye, take a step back for a minute because you have a platform that if you address things a certain type of way, you're going to lose your following. And as a millionaire – you might want to keep some of your viewpoints to yourself. And that goes for anybody, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, or whatever. It, just keep your shit to yourself because right now I feel like he's in, like, hot lava that he's not going to be able to pull himself out of. The black community is not in support of Kanye West right now, no matter how they look at it. However, I like to look at different sides of it. Maybe he has an ulterior motive where he's going to address the situation or he's trying to gain something that we don't know about. I would like to know what it is. I'm going to just kind of ride this Kanye wagon out until I figure out what it is. So what is your viewpoint on the interview in the Oval Office this week, Mark? Well, I, I, I thought it was 
absolutely embarrassing because it seemed like Kanye was off his meds, and I think it was it was a double uh, a double gut punch, not just to the African American community, but also to people with mental health issues. Because you know, I think we talked about it a little bit last week. When you have people with mental health issues, you know, they don't want to be pitied. You know, they don't want to be ridiculed. Right. You know, they they right. And some of them don't seek out help because they don't want to be ostracized. But when you have right. Kanye who comes out as bipolar and he's out there rambling and he's out there, he's making a jackass of himself, and then you have right. people uh, – now, here's the thing. A lot of the memes that I saw didn't center on Kanye's uh, mental health. They pretty much were just calling him a coon. And right, right. they, they, they kind of stuck to that. They didn't really down people who have mental issues just because that's not cool. But at the same time, you know, Connie's out there talking out the side of his ass. He's, and, and when you mentioned about, like, trying to free people who've been unjustly uh, – I'm going to talk about this more on Monday. But one of the people who he wanted to be freed was a gang leader. And we're right. not talking about, you know, who – he belongs where he is. So it wasn't like the person right. who, who uh, Kim Kardashian lobbied for, who, yeah. while she did wrong, was just way over-sentenced. You know, that right, was a right. good cause. But, because yeah, yeah. she's already paid her debt to society. This guy who Kanye wanted to be freed, who his example, right, right. He, he's right where he belongs. <laughs> he doesn't need to be right, free. Right. So what Kanye just, that, he, people, go ahead, go Oh, no, 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 I was just going to say that Kanye wasted a golden opportunity to do good. And if he had did something good, I could excuse his rambling nonsense, but he didn't get anything done out there. Well, I, I, he did one thing, but I'll, I'll but, but go ahead. I think Kanye has been on a mental decline ever since his mother passed away. Kanye has not been the same. Um, and you can tell. The way he addresses the public, that time he called out Jay-Z because he missed him and he missed his friend and Beyonce and he wanted to talk to them. Kanye has been struggling for some time. And nobody's looking at that aspect of it it's because the black community, like always, and Blue has said it before too, the black community brushes off mental illness like it's nothing or they pretend like it doesn't exist and it does. Depression is real. Bipolarism is real. Schizophrenia is real. The um, suicidal thoughts is real, and nobody's paying Kanye any attention. They're just wiping him under the rug as a coon. But I think this man has some deep-seated mental issues that probably were already there, but further developed once he lost his mom. His mom was his best friend. His mom was pretty much, from what it seems, all he had. And then on top of that, he married into a family that nobody fucks with. So I'm just, you know, you you're you're. And then on top of that, like he said in his own interview, there's no male influence in that family at all. He is like one of the only men in that family that you married into. And, right. and he, he has nobody else. And I think he is further, I mean, his daily view of life is not as black as it used to be. When he wakes up in the morning, he doesn't see the same faces. He sees a total different outlook because he's, in, he's married into this family that is, I mean, they like black culture, but they're not black. But it's, he doesn't have the support that he needs mentally to get the help that he needs also. He just doesn't. Everybody's taking Kanye for a joke, but I think it seriously 
mental issues on top of maybe he has a motive, but you got to understand this man is going through some shit, and ain't nobody trying to help him. And they put him down and said, and I promise you, at that rate, Kanye's not going to last long. Whether it be he has to be in a mental facility or something happens to him, he's not going to really just, he's not there anymore, in my opinion. Because the black men do want to take his issue seriously. And he has an issue. Yeah. I, I mean, he does, but I, I, I will, I'm going to quote Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, who basically said, you know, after Kanye went on his, on his rant, talk about how he was bullied, you know, because Pete Davidson right. has mental issues as well that, he's, that he gets right. help for. And he says that right. having mental issues doesn't give you an excuse to act like a jackass. Right. You know. Which which may be true, but at the same time, um, I feel like some of the things that he's saying and the dependency, like on like him and Trump were supposedly friends before all of this occurred. They, and, and in the rap community, a lot of people used to hold Trump to some type of a standard. You know, before they before he became president, before he decided to run for president, he was this millionaire that everybody was cool with in the black community. Kanye held on to that friendship and he never let go of it. So he's like this celebrity millionaire fan of a, another celebrity. Because right. I don't care what anybody says. I just can't look at Donald Trump as our president. He's another celebrity, in my opinion. He always has been, and he always will be. And yeah. celebrities are definitely a total different type of, you know, group of individuals than the etiquette that we should see in our president. Our president now, he tweets um, ridiculous stuff. He passes his opinion on things that he doesn't have full knowledge of. He's just another uh, ignorant celebrity. He's but, just another Kanye. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, he's a yeah, Caucasian Kanye. The Caucasity. Um, but, yeah, he's just mm. – so what I saw in the interview was all – I saw what could have been, even though a lot of people have branched away from Trump, what could have been the last strings of a friendship because he's still friends with Trump, but then also two celebrities being celebrities is what I saw. And then on top of that, I saw Kanye has a problem, and nobody is addressing it. Like, it's like black and white, Kanye has a mental issue. Somebody needs to put him in a you know, mental hospital. And I never knew how that whole situation went when he called out J and B for help, but I wonder if they ever reached out to him and talked to him and tried to help the man. Because that was, that was the first sign of him needing help. He, he told a whole arena of people that he was struggling. You know, like, the man is telling y'all he need help, and ain't nobody saying nothing. So, and, and the part that I haven't figured out is who is benefiting from Kanye's decline? Because you figure when you put somebody out there like that, there's always somebody right. who's benefiting. I mean, you figure even somebody like Mike Tyson, and I'm not going to say Mike Tyson had mental issues. Mike Tyson was, you yeah. know, somebody who was yeah. from the streets who, was, who earned a large amount of money too soon and didn't really have people at his back, but you look at it like this. Uh, kind of like the, the same thing with um, Connie's mom, right? When Mike Tyson had Customato, you know, he was good. I mean, Mike Tyson was still a handful, <laughs> you know, right. but he was still good. And as soon as Customato died, everybody got their right. hooks in him. So I think the thing with, right. with, uh, with Kanye is, like, who's benefiting from Connie's ridiculousness? You know, and then start there. Because they're probably the ones who are stopping him from getting, because obviously, like you said, if he's out there in front of concert crowds talking about it, he wants to help. He does. But he did somebody's probably blocking him from getting that help. It's got to be. 
I'm not going to even blame this one on Donald Trump. I don't think he's the one blocking him from getting help. No, well, not, not Trump, but somebody, somebody closer to him, but definitely not Trump. Trump don't yeah, give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he don't. And in the interview, really, if you listen to Trump's responses, it was that, you know, mm, I don't know. That I know his kids and wife will not benefit from his decline. That's for damn sure. Right. No matter how rich them girls are and no matter how rich those kids are, if Kanye goes, you know, his, <laughs> I mean, the straight jacket crazy, what do they benefit from? Because at the end of the day, no matter how much people feel about him and them kids or their family, that's still his wife and kids. And him being in a mental state where he can't support his family, it's just, it's, it's sickening. It's sad. And nobody's trying to help. And I can't do anything to help Kanye because I don't know the man. But he right. definitely has somebody close to him that can. That's probably not for for their own benefit. Somebody is gonna benefit from Kanye just freaking losing it and going to a mental hospital or something. I don't know who it's gonna be. It's not gonna be his family though. Yeah, but the one bad thing about all this is that Kanye still has influence over people because there there was a yeah. USA poll that came out. I guess after I mean they did it kind of quick, but they're saying that now Trump has a 36% approval rating in, uh, yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. Well, you know what, you know what I mean? Do that poll again in two weeks and let, let's see how, uh, let's see where it shows up at. But it's basically, he still has an influence and that's the thing. If he was just some nobody, you know, just somebody who we didn't care about, nobody would give a shit. Somebody was talking about it on, um, when they were talking about uh, Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi Vert and stuff like that, you know, comparing them to yeah. people like Vanilla Ice, and they were like, Vanilla Ice, you know, even though he's making a lot of money, he has no influence in the street. But Lil Yachty right. and all these cats do. So they what do. they say they is, platform. yeah, we may not like him, but what they say is, what they say is important. Right. And that's the thing with exactly. Kanye. Kanye still has influence, and that's the danger. He really part. does. Very. Um, his most recent song, I love it, whatever the name of that song is. Um, I hate to say it, but I actually like that weird song. <laughs> but um, and I think it's because it's catchy, and I feel like, like, oh, my God, music is taking over my life. Like, so I need to actually like this song. Like, most people, like, Kanye is weird. His lyrics are weird. He's just freaking weird. But it's just something about Kanye. I, I haven't felt the old Kanye and his music in a very long time. However, I just still have hope for him, and I don't know why. Now, if he doesn't influence me on my vote, I would never vote for Trump. <laughs> so he could kiss my ass on that part. But right. the rest of it, like, I just still have hope that Kanye can come back full circle and be college dropout Kanye again. Well, That's and, Kanye and, and, that and because, I come up with. You know, it, it, it's hard. Like, I think people are hating on Kanye hard because they used to love him, you know. And that's yeah. the people who usually who we hate the most is people who we used to love. So Right, right. And it, it, it's it's a tragedy, but we I mean even though there I, I don't blame people for not wanting to let Kanye go because they as long as he's still alive there may be hope that he can get the help he needs and then you know bounce back right you know? and 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 for him if he is on any type of current medication and he's not taking it I really really wish somebody close to him would try to help him, encourage him to do so until he's able to find a different way to approach his issue. I just, I just can't, 
I don't know. I'm just, I feel sorry for him to, to an extent, even though I got mad at his interview. I feel sorry for him. There's something about Kanye that I just want to, I don't know, he's like he needs a fucking black hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like tell Trump to step back and let someone else who really who really cares about him give him that hug. Exactly. That he needs so much. He needs the blackest hug from the blackest person. I guess I'm too light-skinned to be that person. But I would definitely give him my black hug. He needs a black hug. But it's just, ah, uh, Kanye, Kanye. I, I still have hope for this man. And, and most people like, oh, I'm going to say, you crazy. Ah, you, you say that, but. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can't, and that's another thing, no matter what our black men do as black women, uh, try to support him. I'm not saying support and uplift the bullshit he's speaking. Absolutely not. But try to help him. Somebody, like, we turn our back on our black men and they have a hard enough time in society, like, even with Kanye being a bullshitter right now, he's just, and, you know, I ain't going to call him a bullshitter because he believes what he's saying. <laughs> so he's not bullshitting. He's exactly yeah. who he, he is. Yeah, so can't call him a bullshitter. But, um, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's not working. I, 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 I look at it like this. I mean, a lot of people, some people look at it from the whole point of Kanye personally, and some people just look at it from the point of the black conservative and why people hate black conservatives so much. Because it doesn't yeah. become, even though they feel that it's personal choice, you know, people like Candace yeah. Owens and, you know, the host of others, you know, right. they just have this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, if you're just a regular quote-unquote run-of-the-mill black person, you know, we're smarter than you because we're conservatives and we and now we're off the plantation and so on and so forth, yeah. the same old tripe, you know. But the thing is, and I've been, I've been hearing this analogy a lot, that they are like the slaves, they are like the Africans who steered the Europeans to capture other Africans for slavery. Like, that's yeah. how they feel, um, you know. Almost like I look at, and I hate to look at them that way, but I feel like they're more like, I look at them like the Moorish people that assisted with slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and I just, I just can't. Like I'm like why? And then also, um, Trump didn't get a big percentage of the uh, black vote. However, that helped tip him over the top to put him in office. Well, Trump didn't get a big percentage of the black vote, but he definitely got more of the black vote than Romney did. Yeah, he and did. And definitely more than McCain did. McCain got a. a a smattering of the black vote. So basically, yeah. Romney got more black votes than McCain, but Trump got more black votes than Romney. Than all so of it, them, yeah. So it, it, it's been kind of, it's been kind of creeping up lately. You know, I, I joked with, with with one of my friends who said that, yeah, thirty-six uh, percent of black people now favor uh, favor Trump. And I said, yeah, well, you know what? 36% of black people are going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner at the Golden Corral because don't nobody want them coons in their house? Exactly. We, all ha- we all have that goofy-ass uncle. I have a goofy-ass uncle like that who just, yeah. who's yeah. just conservative. He can't tell you none of the, none of the, the, um, the issues or anything. He right. just needs to be on the opposite side of you. <laughs> he likes, yeah, he likes to oppose what he doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But- they like to stir the pot for no reason. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, Mercedes, yeah, you, said, so, you, said you, had, you said you had something else on your mind as well. Um, we can address that a little bit later. I would like to hear something, um, I guess, yours. I'm not sure if Odie and Blue are coming on today, but 
Thank uh, you. Go ahead. Here. Oh, hey, Ellie. I got the, I got the green light that y'all was doing, talking about Cunha, so I decided to yeah, hide it. Yeah, I got the green light, and I, I ain't want to mix with that. I don't want to talk about the, the travesty that we see in front of us. So, yeah, here we are now. Odie and Blue, you know what I'm saying? The miracle great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so y'all came in all incognito. <laughs> you know how we do. We don't tolerate no bullshit, you know what I'm saying? It's O-N-B, baby, O-N-B, O-B, baby. <laughs> all right, y'all, I'm going to fall to the wayside. I'm, I am definitely here, but I am in Costco. But I am here, and I am for it. So you guys go ahead. All right, so good morning, guys. Um I'm going to apologize in advance. I've noticed because I was killing time uh, playing spades online, um, I've noticed that every time the airport, I'm in the Bronx, every time the plane passes, like something weird goes on with my signal. So I'm just apologizing in advance. And if, like, I drop off or something weird happens with the signal, it's probably because the plane is passing. We're, like, okay. really close to the Um But anyway... Um, which actually brings me to one of the stories I want to talk about. So, um, I, I'm a Lyft supporter. Uh, Uber was wilding out during like the whole, uh, fiasco with, uh, 45 trying to deport people and we recall like they had like ridiculous ass surge pricing and all types of crazy shit, um, surrounding that. And ever since then, I've been, like, team Lyft, and I've always found them to be generally less expensive anyway. Um, so I usually take a Lyft as opposed to an Uber. And I had the most pleasant driver last night. I made sure I took him well, and I, of course, gave him, like, five-star rating. Um, but then sometimes you're on the not-so end of the Lyft, the not-so-pleasant end of the Lyft experience, and... Um, Sometimes you see it's the driver that's at fault that's walling out, and then sometimes you see it's the passengers um, that are the ones acting up and trying to threaten the driver and all types of crazy shit. And that that's basically what happened earlier this week with a – I wouldn't even call it a clip. It's, it's actually a 20-minute video of this guy sitting in his lift, very calm, uh, and responding to seemingly – at least I hope he was drunk – uh, passengers who were calling the police on him because he refused to play music and said that he felt threatened <clears throat> and that uh, he was calling the police because they he wouldn't put on music. Definitely a New York situation. You could tell they were in New York City. The guy was, the guy was calling the police was of Hispanic descent. The driver, the driver seemed to be like, Caribbean, because when he finally did speak, he had an accent. Right. <clears throat> I'm not sure what country he's from, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but it's interesting because the undertone of the passenger calling the police was declaring that he was an American and that all lives matter, but black lives matter. It was just a bunch of bullshit, and I just couldn't believe what the hell I was watching. Like, Bruh, you, you got a little melanin, too. Like, I don't understand why you think that this is okay. Like, who has who has led you astray? I don't know. It's just like, what the hell is going on with these people? But interestingly enough, though, since this, clip, since this video has gone viral, the guy started to go fund me, the driver. He started to go fund me because his Lyft account got shut down 
pending an investigation. So I guess he needed, like, money for bills and stuff. Right. Which is actually fair. Um, I forgot what the goal was, but it was actually pretty close to the goal, and it was kind of a high number. Like, definitely in the five digits, I feel like it was, like, at least $10,000. And that's, this is what I want to see. I want your opinion on this because I'm like, I, at first I was like, why the hell does he have a GoFundMe page? And then when he kind of explained that he would have, you know, to take care of bills and stuff, I'm like, okay, but that's not thousands of dollars. And then if your Lyft account is reinstated, then you can go back to work. Like, I don't understand what we're doing with the GoFundMe. Like, I was I was with him until the very end, and that's with this GoFundMe account. Um, he did go on to explain that he might ha- end up having some legal bills, even though nothing happened with it. But I'm just like, are you going to give people their money back if you don't have legal bills, or are you going to spend the money on – like, are you going to spend your money on your actual bill? I don't right. know. Like, how do you feel about the GoFundMe part of it? Because I think we can all be in agreement that <clears throat> that the that the passenger was all the way wrong. Um, Izu called him nigga several times. He was like, "This nigga's recording me." Da 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 da. I mean, as much as he was talking, he seemed very flamboyant and non-heterosexual. Which is crazy because like, like you're openly supporting people that would support you or or would not support you. I don't understand. Right. But anyway, that's why I'm not even going to get on that shit. But the GoFundMe part of it, like how do you guys feel about that? I'm going to just going to come out and say I don't mind it. I really don't. And, and, and uh, what city was he in? They were definitely in the city. Like, I don't know if they were in Manhattan, but they were in New York. Oh, but, but they were in New York. They were in New York, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind the GoFundMe at all. I mean, I everything's expensive in New York, and we just have to have the faith that he's going to spend that money the way it's supposed to be spent. But, you know, if he got his Lyft account suspended pending a review, and they don't know when that review is going to end. Now, now, did he, now, do you know if he got his Lyft account back yet? Yeah, he did. He said, um, and he justified, like, keeping the money. And actually, yeah, I verified it's $20,000. That's why I knew it was, like, at least in the five figures, like, thousands of dollars. Oh, it's $20,000? Yeah. That was his goal? Yeah, that, that's too much. I would have went, went 10000 at the most. 20000 is too much. 20000 is just, that's just playing on people's sympathies to get some extra cash out of it. I mean, you figure... If his Lyft account got revoked and they said, okay, you can't drive for us anymore, and first of all, why was his Lyft account suspended? They saw the video. Well, they, I, think, I, don't, I don't think it had been released yet. So they, oh, was, oh. I'm, sure, I'm sure there was a period of time where he could not drive because the, the uh, passenger lodged a complaint. So they had to investigate it, take it seriously. Um, and during that time, if you're not able to work, then – you know, like that's I think that's more than fair. Even like ten grand is more than like fair to be like, okay, like like even for a couple of days of work, we know he doesn't make ten thousand dollars in like a week's time. Right? Yeah. Assuming that like it took a week at the most. It's not gonna take like ten thousand is more than enough. Um, but he raised twenty thousand and 
you're justifying it based on legal expenses that might come down the pipe. Why don't you just have a, another GoFundMe if you do end up having legal issues? I don't understand. Like, I mean, not that ultimately it doesn't really matter because I don't. if I don't agree with it, I don't have to pay into it, which is what I'm going to do. I'm going to mind my motherfucking business and not give him a dime of my money. But right. I still wish him luck. I just, I'm just curious what you guys think about the whole, like, GoFundMe thing. I don't, I don't, I always see, like, GoFundMe as a thing, like, not life insurance, let me be clear about that, not burial insurance, uh, but maybe at least, like, unexpected hospital bills or, you know what I'm saying, or, like, fundraisers for different organizations, whether it's somebody trying to fund a movie to be made um, or just raising money for towards a, a charitable cause. Um, I, don't, I don't see this as charitable. Like, this, this is a working man who's not in a position where he can't work yeah. because of this. I don't understand, like, why the GoFundMe. I mean, like I said, the GoFundMe is fine, but the ten, but the $20,000 is just, I wouldn't have the audacity to ask for $20,000 in a GoFundMe account. I wouldn't do that. He might have, now, in all fairness, he might not ask for 20000 There's plenty of times where a GoFundMe, like, exceeds the or surpasses the initial goal. So his okay. goal might have been lower. I'm sure it was, um, but he just managed to raise 20000 Now, here's the thing. If his goal was, like, five, 6000 and he got 20000 then he should then let him keep it. And hopefully he'll just mm. spend it on the right stuff. But, I mean... If he tried to say, "Hey, listen, I need twenty thousand dollars," I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't put money into that. <laughs> but, but if he, but there's, but you're right. There's been plenty of times where people had a goal and they said, "Hey, you know, um, I have to walk eight miles to work. You know, I'm trying to buy a new car. You know, I'm looking for a goal of I'm just making up numbers here, five thousand dollars. So I'm put a down payment on a new car, and people get give them twenty thousand. You know, that's." That type of stuff I don't mind, but I mean, if he asked for twenty thousand, ah, that's I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the balls to ask for that for that much money for a suspended lift account that you know you're going to get back because once they see the video, you know they're going to say, okay, you were not at fault. Fair, fair. Oh, and, and uh, well, it's funny that, that the guy who who uh, was in that video calling the calling the, the lift driver out lost his job. <laughs> over that video. Oh, <laughs> uh, shout out! Yeah, they said I think he worked for like a medical uh, company or something. But yeah, because yeah, I, I love because he specifically said some shit like, "Oh my, um, my boss gave me the night off, so I'm not going anywhere," kind of shit. And so he, he absolutely knew the camera was there. Um, the one time the driver does speak, he says some shit like. Well, I just want to say one thing because when you come in, it tells you like that there's a that there's a camera right there, and he acknowledges. He's like, "Yeah, but um, I feel threatened." So he knows all the shit, all the buttons to push that white people claim don't exist. That's what irritates me about these types of videos, like white people who insist that black people are somehow like exaggerating everything or. Um, we overreact to everything and that we don't know what the fuck they're talking or that they don't know what the fuck we're talking about when we say that white people use their privilege to intimidate, you know, black people through police threats and stuff like that. They pretend not to know those things and, like, it's all in our head. 
and then they do shit like this when they know good and damn well that it's going to get a reaction or that they're trying to, or that they think it's going to get a reaction. In this case, he was poised throughout the whole, like, 20-minute encounter. Um, yeah, I, I saw the look on his face, and I was like, I feel you, brother. I feel you. You know, because his, his face just looked like, I want to kill you, but I can't. So I'm just going to sit here and just think this is going to be over soon, and I can just go about my way. You know? I saw a video one time of a, uh, a white girl, these are high, high school students, of a white girl getting in a, a, a black kid's face and just, I mean, like, in his face, like, in his personal space and pointing at him and calling him and just constantly calling him nigger. And then the guy finally snaps and he beats the shit out of the girl, right? All, you know what all the comments were saying? The, all the comments were saying uh, she proved him right, that he is a nigger. And I was like, uh, she could have just not been in his face. That could have helped, you know. But it's like, you know, it's like the guy in that video was saying. It was like, you know, they're, they're going to try to drag you down, and we just have to, will, have to have the willpower to not get dragged down and not be in that undertow of, so crazy that you know, of, of people. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. But we, I mean, it's like we always have to be, the bigger ones all the time. Like other people can just say and do what they want, and then we have to be the ones to uh, to just take it in order. You know, it, it, it sucks. It really does suck. You know, because other people can just get in your face, and and you have to not react. And if you do react, then you're the one who's wrong. It's complete and total bullshit. But you know, it, it's like I, I saw a meme. Where uh, a girl was like uh, that men are un- that men are under attack, and that basically she was like you know they should you know boys should have you know notepads and record everything because you know they want to be falsely accused and all this other stuff. And then somebody responded to that tweet and said, "Well, I'm just going to teach my boys to respect women. I don't have to buy as much stuff that way." <laughs> basically. Like, y'all do realize that there's another way. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You could just teach your sons to be not these of shit. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, teach your sons to not be creepy... Yeah, just just teach your sons to not be creepy perverts, and then we're good. You don't got to buy shit. One of my favorite shows... (laughs) One of my favorite shows um, on Showtime is a show called Shameless. And... I've talked about this show on this on here before where we uh, it's a family based out of Chicago. Basically like poor white trash. But one of the kids is growing up he's a teenager now, Carl, and on last week's episode he um <laughs> he was trying to get into like he went to like a cocktail party to try to get into West Point. Like so he was like networking and stuff. But the the guy who was hosting the party, his daughter was like back was back hell basically. And uh they decided to to hook up, but she was drinking. Like he's like a teenager, he's like in high school. But they were drinking, they were wilding out and <laughs> he had made like a a pledge or something to not like have sex with girls when they're drunk, like when they can't consent. So she had passed out before they could have sex, and he was like, is that a yes? 
<laughs> he's asking for consent. It's funny, but if you think about it, it really is that simple. He just asked, he was like, is that a yes? And when she didn't respond, he put his damn pants on. Like, that's, like how hard is that? I don't understand how hard that is to comprehend. He was drunk, too. Wow. I don't see how it killed. I mean, it killed the mood because they were drinking more so. But you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't understand how, why it's so hard for people to grasp that it's okay not to rape people. Yeah, I mean, it's. I can't say for sure because there are so many factors that go into something like that. But I mean, it it just starts with. Uh, I, th- I guess it starts with the parenting. You know, I know everybody doesn't have conversation, all of that. Yeah, and and not just. I mean, because I mean, if you're in a like, I mean, if you're a single parent, you're working all the time, and it it also comes down to people who your kids hang around. You know, because I mean, like I said, there's so many factors into it. Because I mean, every parent, every household is not mom and dad, and dad is a the the, the wealthy businessman and mom's, you know, is a homemaker. You know, that's like the ideal household. That household doesn't really exist in 2018. You know, a lot of times both parents are working or single parent household. And that's what, that's what it usually is these days. You know, I mean, I had both my parents growing up. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom. And then once we got older, she worked, you know, because at first, cause she was bored. And then because, uh, you know, when times started to change, Reaganomics, we needed the money. <laughs> so, but um, but growing up in a household where you have both parents that were around, it's some people don't really see it as the same as well. If you live in a single parent household and your parent is working, and that parent's working two jobs to make ends meet, so who is that kid hanging around? You know, I had that discussion with some of my friends where it's like. They know that these kids are good kids, but then they hang around other kids in school who are not so good, and they, and they worry about the peer pressure because you know that on their own, that kid is not going to, you know, be out there drinking, doing drugs, committing petty crimes, but then if they feel the pressure from their friends to do so, you know, because they want to fit in, and they have to keep hammering that point home all the time, you know. So it's not, I mean, it's, it's yeah, really I, easy to blame the parents, but it's not always the case. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's the case of who is influencing your kids when your parents aren't around. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Um, you know, I work at a teen center. I work with high school age kids. And I always say, like, I, when I think of certain projects or I think of things that I can get the kids to do um, mm-hmm. for me, um, like, and when I say to do, I just mean like run to the store with my card or like run to the store with cash. There's obviously a certain level of trust that goes into that. And there are a couple of kids I would trust with my card and some I know are strictly cash. Um, you know, like, because I don't expect them to bring me all my change back or whatever. And there's one kid in particular where I'm like, if he was by himself, I would trust him with my card. But once he gets, it's what happens when he gets around his friends that I don't trust. I feel like he's too easily influenced. Hmm. So, no, I'm not going to let that kid go to the store with my car. You just have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know who you're talking to. Right. You're to it to work. So. I don't know. But uh, good luck. Good luck to that Lyft driver. Turns out they're based out of Brooklyn. 
so good luck, good luck to them, and good luck to to the Gay Lives Matter guy who is uh, leaving a gay club and finding another job. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So next up, uh, I want to follow up just because sometimes stories like this, like we never really hear any outcomes, like after the fabulous and Emily situation, uh, we usually don't hear any follow-ups or anything coming down the pipeline. But this is this story has resurfaced because um, the rumor mill is saying that Fab and Emily got married. <sighs> So just to refresh your memory, a few months ago, there was like a video that surfaced where Fab was brandishing a knife, he was brandishing a weapon, and talking shit to Emily's father and threatening her. Video, I don't know who was in the blinds recording, but shout out to them, but somebody was in the blinds like inside the home recording, but you could still hear them for the most part. Um, And you heard Emily screaming, like, she was screaming out of fear, um, and he, like, kind of lunged or, like, jumped at, you know, kind of like lunged. I don't know how to ex- explain it, but, like, jumped at her dad, and her dad and brother were there trying to protect her. But, like, with a lot of these situations, she didn't leave, and she's continued to stay with him. So my, my thing is with these situations, I've already acknowledged that my hard line has to do with child abuse and, and pedophilia. My hard line is not for grown people who stay in domestic relationships. So yes, that was absolutely trash a fan fab to do, but it I don't I have not canceled Fab. Um I still follow him on social media and right after this happened, I remember he disabled his comments for a while on, on Instagram. So people couldn't like comment on his stuff, but he eventually re enabled it. Um and just earlier this week, I remember seeing a video where he reposted a video. Some some lady got married, and she did, like, this whole little dance for her husband and uh, at the reception. And they were dancing to uh, the song with Little Mo and Fabulous uh, about getting married. Let's make it official. Everybody knows that song. They're dancing along. <laughs> Little Mo is in the comments. Then there's some non-fans in the comments just saying beater, like abuser or whatever. They just comment and random shit like that. Um, but I've also noticed, though, like, Fab has been posting more marriage-type content where people are at weddings. He even posted a picture of him and Emily at somebody's wedding a couple of months ago. Hmm. Um, so the timing of this seems really interesting because like, maybe his mind has changed because he actually is married to Emily. And the blogs are saying, though, that he has married Emily because he is now going to have to face charges for that incident a couple of months ago. And some of the charges are things like making terroristic threats um, and abuse-type charges. So I guess the thinking is if she can't, testify against him, he won't have to go to jail? I always, heard that, I, I always heard that was an old wives' tale about, like, a husband, can't, a, a spouse can't testify against another spouse or something like that. Or they can't I don't know. I've, heard that like too. That. I've, never, I've never known that to be true, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
it would be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, they haven't confirmed. But I also think that Fab is Fab isn't that I'm not gonna say he's he's dumb, but I don't think that he after all of this time, if that is true, I don't think we think it's still true. I think Fab would think it's still true. I think it's still even if it isn't a wise tale, I think that he I could see him doing that to save his own ass because he's been with Emily way too long for him to all of a sudden just get up and get married. You know what I mean? Like, he's been begging his ass since the first installment of Love and Hip Hop to get married. <laughs> like, I think that show aired in, like, 09 or some shit. They're on their, like, 10th season of Love and Hip Hop New York. Yeah. Oh, I, I would <laughs> like to hope awesome. that if that was the reason that he at least looked that shit up or, uh, or talked to a lawyer or something like that if, if, if that was his reasoning for it. You know, I mean, if he just figured, well, maybe it's just time. That's another matter altogether. But, I mean, if, he, if it's true and he did that just to try to get out of some, uh, some charges, aside from that being absolutely ridiculous, it might not even be true. I hope you know? that exactly because yeah, because you can still test it. But my thing is, how did they, how did they, like, who's pressing charges? Because it doesn't seem to be Emily at this point. So how can the state press charges? I, I've heard in some cases the state can press charges if they have enough evidence or if someone else makes a complaint that I've heard that they Maybe can come in. And, 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 yeah. So they may not. So I, I guess how it goes is that they may not be able to force the husband or, or the force a spouse to testify against. I, I'm gonna have to look that up because I've heard that so many times over the years, but I've only heard it on television. I've never heard it in an actual case. Like real life. Yeah, I haven't heard it in real life. I, I hear it on like like The Sopranos <laughs> and stuff like that. So I may have to look that up, but I'm I'm hoping. Because I, I understand the the uh, the scrutiny of it, because it's like you know, you, you, like you said, she's been wanting to get married since '09. It's '18, and now all of a sudden that he's in trouble, he now they get married, and it's just like, hmm. I wonder if somebody wasn't reading uh, a couple of legal books online and just thought that they can get out of uh, <laughs> get out of trouble by marrying the person who. Who you know what she tried to kill her father or some shit like that? I, I okay, don't. so this is it. This is, I Google googled, and this was published by no. So this is um a pretty good source. Uh, basically, it says marriage has its privileges, but privilege has a special meaning under the law. Protection from being forced to testify about communications between yourself and a person with whom you have a special relationship, such as a spouse. However, the spousal privilege is not absolute and comes with several exceptions and conditions. Okay. So it's like, yes, but no. I think, and I think also, too, some of the communications, and not that I'm a lawyer or anything, but I like to pretend that I am one from time to time. I would <laughs> imagine that um, usually it's when I'm watching people's court. But anyway, I would imagine 
the only communication or privileged communication between the two of them would be after they got married. This incident happened before this, before this marriage, possibly. Um, so if that's the case, like, if anything, it'll make him look even more guilty because some judge will be like, but you only got married when you thought she couldn't testify and she fuck out of here. Like, the communication that you had would have, you know, predated your marriage. So that is not privilege. So spill the tea. I don't see Emily communicating anyway because for whatever reason, she, you know, she really loves his ass. I don't see her doing it anyway. I don't think he even would have had to marry her. So maybe she used that as leverage. Maybe she introduced the idea. Who knows? Oh, maybe she was like, you know, you're in a lot of trouble, and you know what can get you out of trouble yep. is if we get married. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. I'm saying you never know. She could have been. She could have maxed him on this whole shit. I'm But yeah, that's. I guess time will tell how that plays out. I just hope that we we actually get something confirmed with this. Um, it should be very hard though for some sleuthy blogger to like look up marriage licenses because it would have to be in New York City or Jersey. I'm sure. I don't see them getting married somewhere else. Right. Well, that shouldn't be very hard to find out, to find any marriage licenses for them. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely insane, though, the whole – I mean, I, uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you always see celebrities getting in trouble like this. I mean, yes, ordinary people get in trouble like that, too. But you figure with a celebrity, there's so much more to lose. You know, really? I mean, and for you, for somebody to make that conscious decision to pull a knife on someone, especially your your girlfriend's dad, you know, right? Isn't that going to be an awkward Thanksgiving this November, where it's like, yo, hey, uh, can you pass the turkey? Sorry, I tried to stab you. <laughs> like you, like you make a wonderful turkey, sir. Thank you for not pressing charges against me. You know what? I'm pretty sure that he is, she's convinced him, or he's convinced her that it's them against the world. Like, and the world is her, even her own dad and father, her brother. Because they are the the two of them. No, you're right, because maybe maybe I'm old-fashioned, but pulling the knife against my dad is kind of a deal breaker, you know, it's just kind of like, well, maybe we may need to reassess our relationship because he turned into a psychopath and pulled a knife on my dad. So maybe, maybe we just take a step back a little bit, you know, reassess our, our relationship. <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe it's kind of been out of the dating game for so long, I don't understand how it works, where it's like, what's forgivable and not forgivable. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe if I dated more often, I'd be like, "Well, you know, I, I guess, I guess he's got a point." But for now, it's just like, "Yeah, you're ridiculous for staying with this guy who pulled a knife on your dad." So I don't wish him any harm over it. I just, you know, maybe check Tinder, see who else is out there. I don't know, but it just seems, it just all seems ridiculous to me. And like I said, I'm just an old-fashioned kook, I guess, but it just seems like on both ends, it's like 
does it ever flash in their minds like when you pull out the knife and then you just think, you know, all your future earnings are going to go away? It's like, you know, maybe I can work this out a different way. <laughs> I'm just, I guess I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just rambling. But. I mean, he cheats on her a lot. So, and and that should just be the thing right there. It's like, I mean, you know, I, I look at it along the ways I look at Tiger Woods. You know, I'm not pro-cheating by any means of the word. Let's just get that out of the way. But I understand where if a relationship gets kind of stale and someone else comes in, into view, comes into the picture, I understand how that could happen. But if you're just perp- like if you're just a serial cheater, over and over and over again, like there's got to be a point where she's got to say, I'm not trying to put the onus totally on the woman always, but it's got to be a point where she's got to say, well, you know, if he cheated on me once, you know, we'll work that out. But now he's cheating on me again and again and again. You know, it's time for me to move on. So I don't know if it's about now. Does she have money? I, I don't know who. I mean, does she have money like that? Does she? No, I think she was initially connected to him as like a stylist. So I think she does style rappers. I don't know what that pays, but I I don't even see anybody wanting to work for her because like that is crazy. (laughs) Like as much as he, um, as much as he he's on her, he's insanely jealous. So. I don't know what rapper would want to work for her. I wouldn't. So I don't, but I don't know who who's paying those nowadays. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess she got a little coin. Yeah, but I, I I really hope he didn't marry her just to get out of legal trouble because it's gonna suck when he still goes to prison. <laughs> right. Going to prison won't suck nearly as bad as marrying a woman he did, that he probably didn't want to marry just to try and get out of going to prison, and then he has to go anyway. Because then he found out, oh, yeah, that, that tip I got on legal.com didn't pan out. Well, maybe in his mind he figured worst-case scenario, he could get a <laughs> – worst-case scenario, he could at least get a conjugal visit. <laughs> worst-case worst scenario. <laughs> he said, we'll be totally lonely in prison. <laughs> exactly. that, that I'll have something to look forward to. Yeah. When, I'm not, when I'm not being traded for a carton of cigarettes in prison. So, right. so what, what else did you have on your mind, Odie? That is, that is all I got on my mind. I'm done for. So... I, I, before I get started, I did want to do one small update about uh, about Taylor Swift. Uh, we we spoke briefly about her last week about her coming out as a uh, you know coming out as a Democrat. Democratic, yeah, endorsing Democratic candidates in Tennessee. Yeah, I didn't even know she was from Tennessee because. Obviously, I didn't know shit about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I just know I don't yeah, like her music. I mainly knew it though because I, I mainly knew it because um, I mean, when I was there, I did see like her shit everywhere. I think she was in town when Beyonce was in town. It was the only that weekend. Um, 
but that's just like the area where people where music converges, specifically white music. But uh, yeah, I, I did hear about that a little bit. Yeah, and, and 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 I won't say that I don't like Taylor Swift's music because it's bad music. It's just not my type of music. That's all that is. So I'm not yeah. I'm not hating on Taylor Swift's music like that. But so I don't really pay a lot of attention to her. But we spoke about it recently, how Republicans were losing their mind. But I found out uh, over the last week that after Taylor Swift came out as a, as a Democrat, uh, there have been over 100,000 new uh, voter registrations in. So some people are saying, and this is just a theory, an estimate, that she may be the driving force that turns uh, Tennessee blue. And I was just like, that would be ridiculous in a good way. Like all this time, all we needed is just a major pop star to just come out and, and <laughs> to just vote, say vote Democrat, y'all, and then everybody just votes a Democrat. Like I don't see it happening, but I do see it as, yeah. And and I think it's one of the, it's one of the reasons why. I mean, Mercedes touched on this earlier, you know, about when Kanye was talking about George Bush don't care about black people and stuff like that, like conservatives hated Kanye. And now they see Kanye as like the archetype for how black people should be, you know, wearing the MAGA hats, loving Donald Trump, saying if he don't look good, we don't look good. And I'm just like, but they're not saying, now they're saying that to Taylor Swift, not to tell Taylor Swift, just shut up and sing. And Kanye Kanye is their boy now. The, The hypocrisy is just, absolutely stunning but it, it's actually it's actually very funny to me you know i usually like hypocrisy just makes me just you know facepalm but in this case it's actually hilarious because taylor swift was their girl that was like the the aryan nation archetype and in, and a lot of people were annoyed with taylor swift because when the aryan nation embraced her she wasn't giving any pushback you know Maybe she's just thinking about them record sales. But now, for some reason, she came out. And I, I, it might be part of the reason. I know we spoke about this last week. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with having a confirmation. I'm yeah. not sure it's a lot to yeah. do with that. Because, I mean, she went through that whole thing with that DJ groped her. And, in, in the funny, and the thing is that I found funny about that is that she was only suing for a dollar because she didn't need the money. I mean, she sold, like, her last four albums have sold over 25 million copies. So she doesn't need the money. So she sued for a dollar. The jury awarded her a million dollars, which I was like, because when I first saw she was suing for a million dollars, I know she was only suing for a buck. The jury gave her the million dollars. I don't know what she did with it. More than likely donated charity or some other shit. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give her that benefit of doubt. She probably donated charity because she didn't need it, you know. She's worth like I don't know how much she's worth, but I'm I guarantee you it's a have a lot of money. Where a million dollars just doesn't matter. But sometimes it takes something like that to trigger people. To just be like, hey, I can't let this happen to anybody else. And I know I was critical of Taylor Swift before because she made it seem like a victory for all women. And I'm like, yeah, a victory all for all women who could afford five lawyers. Like I, I was very critical of that part of it. I was glad she sued and I was glad she won. But trying to make it like, yeah, I'm doing it for you, ladies. Yeah, fuck that. That's not why you were doing it. Don't try and make it something that it wasn't. But this is more of, 
hey, you know, we can't let these rapists be in Congress. And I know this is the part where Blue would usually come in and say allegedly, but Brett Kavanaugh's a rapist, come on. Because if he wasn't, or okay, well, a sexual assaulter, because if he wasn't, why did they go through all the trouble to cover all that stuff up? Why not just let the full investigation go and then say, see, uh, he was exonerated? No, he was exonerated because Donald Trump said he was. Because they, they did, uh, put it like this, Odie, that investigation would be like if you robbed a bank, but you got to, you, but you got to tell the cops where they could look for the money. So just say, you know what, don't look in the floorboards and don't look in my toilet bowl tank. You can look anywhere else. If you don't find the money, then I'm exonerated. <laughs> yeah. that, that's basically what went on with Kavanaugh. And I think Taylor Swift saw that and just snapped like a rubber band. You know, and so that I could say she was doing for other people. You know, because she's getting people to, to, you know, get these people out of office. I mean, these Republicans are absolutely disgusting. And there's no other way to buy. I, I can't just sugarcoat anymore. I forgot who said it. I, I think I, I, I haven't had power in the last couple of days, so my notes are all over the place. I'm just scribbling down stuff. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do a lot of writing. But um, somebody said that Michelle Obama was wrong because when she said, when they go low, we go high. And they were saying, when they go low, that's when you kick them. <laughs> And I think their point being was that Democrats don't fight enough. You know, they're just too passive and just just too milk soppy. Sometimes you got to go lower. Like, yeah, because I want to be, I want to be better. So if you want to, if you want to be trash, I'm going to be better trash. (laughs) I I mean, I look at it like this. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, look at it like a football analogy. If you're, if you're a running back, right, and they go low, try and take out your knees, you can go high, jump over them. I've seen people do that before. They vault over somebody who's going low, and they just keep going. But now, in this case, if they go low, you plant that knee right in the side of that head. <laughs> and like, okay, you want to go low? Bam. Now you're face down on the ground. What you going to do now? You know, you just got to pick your battles is all. Because just like the cab driver, the lift driver, right, you got to pick your battles, because if yep. he had, if he had jumped out that cab and dragged that dude out the cab and beat the shit out of him, then his lift license wouldn't have been uh, rev- it wouldn't have been suspended, it would have been revoked. You know, but now he's gonna get some he's gonna get some sweet sweet uh, GoFundMe money, and the dude who was making him miserable lost his job. So I I think it's it's a little bit of in between. It's basically you got to pick the right battle. Because sometimes when they go low, you can go high and you can win. But sometimes, just like you said, when they go low, we got to go a little bit lower. <laughs> so, it all depends on the situation. But I came across an article this morning, as a matter of fact. I was trying to, you know, and I saw this article. It might have been. It might have been yesterday. But you know, and like I said before, I always. What makes what we do hard sometimes is how we talk, right? And sometimes we talk in absolutes. 
So when we say white people, mm. of course, we don't mean all white people, you know. Right. But we can't just sit there all the time and say that white person or this percentage of white people. But sometimes, you know, just know that when we talk in absolutes, we don't think that all white people are this, this, and that, you know. But there was a woman, uh, this was in the Times yesterday, New York Times, and, and, uh, and the headline was, white woman calls the police on a black child she falsely said groped her, right? So they were at a, they were at a bodega in, I think it was in Brooklyn, and um, this is from the Times, a white woman who called the police after claiming that a young black boy touched her behind in a Brooklyn deli drew a storm of ridicule and criticism on social media, and late on Friday, she made a public apology to the child. Okay? Critics characterized the incident as the latest example of a hypersensitive white person calling the police to report black people for dubious reasons. Many detractors imputed racist motives to the woman. Her name is Teresa Klein. Okay, so I read this. Okay, so thank you so much for reading the story um, and getting, like, information from a non – or just, like, more of a factual source because where I read – I think I read this on The Root, and it was super, mm. super satir, like, satirized or satirical or whatever. I, 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 like, I hate The Root. I hate them. I could not – like – it was funny, I mean, because it took a really fucked up situation and made it so funny, like, but it was hard to decipher, like, it was hard to decipher some of the details, so thank you for clarifying some of this, but yeah, they were in a bodega, too, right? Uh, well, I, I call it, it was a deli, I called it a bodega, but it, it was actually a deli. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, basically, so long story short, the woman was, bent, was at the counter, and she was kind of bent over the counter. The young boy was walking, he was with his mother, he's nine years old, and he's walking by, and I guess somebody caught his attention, and he turned, and his backpack hit her in the butt. But the woman went ballistic and claimed that the young boy groped her, like sexually assaulted her, and she called the cops. And his boy was crying, he was terrified because he thought he was going to go to jail for something that he didn't do. And of course, the mother got involved. And it turned into a big mess. But they actually called the woman back to the bodega to look at the security footage. And that's the only reason why she apologized. Because she saw the security footage, saw that it was just a boy's backpack, and then she apologized. But she was still mad at the mother for getting in her face. <laughs> and I was like, you can't just, you know, just take the L and just keep it moving. You know? You overreacted. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, though, there was a white woman who did get involved, though. Yeah. Another white woman who came in and got involved. In and this is where the satire came in. It was basically like she wanted to uh, – some of the black people were asking her to intervene and speak to her Caucasian counterpart in her own native tongue of Becky. Like they, I mean, it was so many things inserted into that. It was very hard to decipher the facts and like what actually happened. I should have right. read that first. Like read read that after I read what actually happened. But I'll send it to you because it was kind of funny. Yeah, but the the Times said that they. She said I was. She was on the phone with the cops and she said I was just sexually assaulted by a child. Uh, Mrs. Klein is heard saying on the video as she said 
She was on the phone with the police. The boy, who was about nine, and another child burst into tears outside the store as bystanders confronted Klein about the incident. She said, the son grabbed my ass, and she decided to yell at me. <laughs> First of all, if you see a picture of this woman, nobody's trying to grab this woman's ass. Okay? Yeah, I hear about that. <laughs> she, she, she's not cute. You know, she looks like... She looks like, like the guitarist from Metallica now. As, you know, he's like 60. Like, that's what she, I mean, she's like 50-something years old. She's not that cute. She's really not. And, and I'm just being a jackass at that part. Because, and second of all, even if this nine-year-old boy was that, like, sexually deviant, let's just, let's just pretend that that's the case. Why would he play grab-ass with somebody when he's in the store with his mom? What kind of ridiculous shit is that? You know? And no, she uh, apologized. She said, um, "Young man, I don't know your name, but I'm sorry." You know, whatever. Put it like this: I wouldn't give a shit if she apologized or not. At that case, just the fact that she thought that a nine-year-old boy sexually assaulted her—who gives a shit if she apologizes or not? She's a ridiculous person. So who gives a shit if she apologizes? But she's been getting tortured on Twitter. Like, Twitter has been merciless to this woman. And that's one of the things that I, that I like about the Internet is that when you're wrong on camera, there's going to be no mercy. They are going to they're gonna get you, you know? One person, uh, her name is uh, Kate. Uh, name is, Internet, oh. do your thing. Yeah. Just, just release the hounds. Get them. One person on Twitter, her name is Kay Old, uh, Oldroyd. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. I apologize for that. She says, uh, oh, and uh, I guess she's on Twitter too, the the woman who accused the boy, because there's a hashtag for her. But she says, you're disgusting. I really hope that somewhere inside of you, you feel some kind of regret and shame about your actions and the distress you caused to this child and his family. And they, they gave her a name, Cornerstone Caroline. <laughs> you know? I don't know if this I has... Prefer, I would have preferred Bodega Becky. Bodega Becky would have worked so much better. But, you know, but, you know I, I thought, I, when I saw the picture of the store, I thought Bodega. But, no, they, they claim it's a... They say it's a deli, so they call it the corner store. But, um... <laughs> and, 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 I mean, it's not just she's getting that hate. In uh, on Twitter, she's getting hate in the neighborhood, you know. And I, you have to understand that certain premises are just too ridiculous to make a big deal about. How Wait, could you? Where, where, where was this? Where was this she lives in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing the problems of gentrification. I love it. I didn't expect yeah. Carver to work that this way. I did not expect karma to work. Not that swiftly. I know it worked. Yeah. Was that quick? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, maybe she'll move back to the suburbs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can't just come into the neighborhood, into the neighborhood delis and be telling people how to live their lives and calling police on people that have been there way longer than you even considered living there. Hmm. <laughs> And in and, and, and the article, they mentioned a whole bunch of recent incidents of people doing stuff like this. And the, and the one, I think it happened in between shows, 
the the gentleman who got the police called on him, he was babysitting uh, two young white kids, and a woman was yeah. following him because she thought that he had kidnapped them. Because I'm pretty sure that all kidnappers take the time to kidnap kids and then put them in their car seats because kidnappers care. I mean, you can't get ransom on the kid, you know, if he gets hurt. So he's got to put him in the car seat, you know, because any kid being kidnapped will just say, oh, please put me in the car seat so I don't get hurt. Yeah. Fucking jackasses. Take him out for ice cream. What was also interesting about this, um, is how the mother the mother of the kids described like how her kids are like really afraid um because they feel like well they didn't want the guy to stop babysitting them or whatever but something she said like that was an actual quote her kids said something to her like or she had to explain because they're different colors but that's why the woman felt threatened or whatever but she goes on to say because he's peachy, because you're peachy and he's brown. <laughs> the lady didn't like him for whatever reason. But um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a bad time to teach kids racism. <laughs> yeah. it's I, I, I feel bad for the mother because, you know, it's it's a horrible time to have to teach a kid what racism is, you know, because they don't see this guy as, they just see him as, oh, he's Mr. So-and-so, and he's my mom's friend, and he looks after us sometimes. So they probably don't know, because, you know, like you said, she, that's why she had to explain it like that to them. Because I was like, yeah. well, why? Well, Mommy, why was that they woman so mad? Though, because they were on some shit like, they really were afraid because they were on some shit like, well, it, like, because of this, does that mean he can't watch us anymore? Like, that was their only concern. Yeah. So that was show, like, how how much influence he has on them, how good he is to them. I mean, he, he runs a mentorship program, you know? So it, it, it's, it's not like he's just some skeevy homeless guy that she just paid to watch her kids for a couple hours. This guy is a staple of his community. And you're going to... You know what's funny, know. too? Um, I think they, they were talking about this, like people got to call in on Sway in the Morning the other day, and they were saying that... um they were talking about times where they themselves were, you know, questioned about whether or not they were with their own children. But the one time you don't see that is if you saw a black woman with two white kids, would she get questioned? You know why? Probably not because they would be on some shit like, oh, she's just a nanny. But if you see a white woman with black children that don't seem to be mixed or anything, Everybody's gonna be like, "Who the hell's kids are those?" Right. Um. You know, my my the, the the picture I put up on Facebook yesterday. Uh. You know, my my my, my blackout buddies. That's uh. That's uh. My my nephew is in that is in that shot, and uh. He's white for all those who don't see the picture. And um. But when he was a little kid, we were at uh. Golden Corral. He had to be maybe like six or seven at the time. You know, he's like seventeen now. But we were on standing online at Golden. We were at Golden Corral, and he wanted to go up and get some more food. So I'm like, all right, I'll walk you up there. We can get some more food. And while we're up there, there was a, a, a white woman on online ahead of us, 
And she just and she saw me this big black guy and this little white kid and she's like giving us the the, the stink eye, you know, just giving us like the and then I and then just to piss her off, I did like the fake whisper where it's like I whisper but I wanted her to hear it. And I just go I go to Evan and I was like, So remember, remember our plan. If the cops approach us, you're my son. <laughs> and I said it out loud just to piss her off. Cause I'm like, the fuck is you looking at? You know? Like like you've never seen a, a, a black guy and, and a white kid before. Like, do you not watch television? Do you not watch movies? Do you not read books? Like, the fuck is the matter with you? But now you see this a lot more. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if Trump was president then, she probably would have called the cops on me. <laughs> she probably would have thought I was kidnapping him. You know. So it, it's 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 a shitty situation, you know. But we just have, and, and, I, and I'm glad that in most of these cases, you know, the people involved were just calm and were just like, look, let the cops come, let them see the situation is normal, and then I'll go about my life, you know. And it's usually the bystanders are the ones who are usually in the people's faces, like with, with Barbecue Becky when she started crying <laughs> because that other woman was in her face about it, like, well, like, just let him barbecue. Of course you can barbecue there. But. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Shout out to, to the allies that actually see something and say something. Yep, exactly. Y'all, y'all are to Thanksgiving. We'll cook out now. It's after Labor Day, so y'all can come to Thanksgiving. Exactly. So. But. I think that is actually no. I think that's all I had. All right. Yeah. So, but um, Odie, what are, what are your closing thoughts? Oh, my closing thoughts. Fight the good fight. Um. Still move forward with your plans to get citizenship elsewhere. Keep looking. So just in case the right opportunity becomes available, you're ready. Um, But keep fighting the good fight here and get a good therapist. If you feel like you're about to break down, get a good therapist. Yeah. I I, I heard a line in a rap song. It said, uh, even men of steel rust, you know piggybacking off of the, the, the therapist thing. You know, seeing a therapist is not a bad thing. You know, I, I wish I had a therapist when I was younger. Yeah. So it, it's really not a bad thing. At least if I had a therapist when I was younger, I could probably afford it, put it on my parents' insurance. <laughs> I, can't really, I can't really afford one now. I'll just have to deal with my issues on my own, I guess. But, um, and also, uh, it's time. It's time to fight. You know, I'll talk about this more on Monday, but uh, the governor's race in Georgia is turning ugly. You know, because now they're going as far as to purge voter rolls. Like they've done everything they can to stay. I, I guess Georgia is on the cusp of turning blue, or at least going to that trend of turning blue. So they do everything they can to keep these things down. And when I say fight, I don't mean, like, go out and start knocking people out. What I mean is, you know, what I mean is 
if you were one of the pe- if you were one of the people who was purged from the voter rolls unfairly, right? One of the almost like six hundred or hundred thousand people, not uh, like five. Fifty thousand people. Like How many? Well, well, just recently, there's 50,000 recently, but uh, Brian Kemp, who was running against, um, oh, God, like I said, my notes are off. I haven't had power in the last couple of days, so I apologize. But, um, <laughs> but um, basically, uh, now, since 2012, you know, he was attorney general. He's been purging voter rolls since then. So I'll, I'll have the full write-up for, uh, for Monday's show. But he just purged another uh, forty, fifty thousand people recently. So I'll, I'll have to do- yeah, my numbers may be off. I'll double check on that. But he's been sued multiple times. You know, he tried to have a scheme where uh, if names don't match exactly, you could be purged. Like everything they can to stay in power. You know, and when I say fight, like I said, I don't mean like knock someone's jaw loose. I mean if you have to go. Uh, file a class action lawsuit, do what you can, get people together, and just fight back, you know. Because trust me, uh, everybody won't have the opportunity to move to another country if this one goes in the shitter. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm trying to move to Canada because I told you I'm not retiring this raggedy motherfucker, so I'm not saying don't try. I'm just saying that, (laughs) you know, if plan A is I got to get the hell out of here, plan B is going to have to be if I can't get out of here, I'm going to have to fight. You know. So, or fighting could just be plan A. And then if that doesn't work out, then just say, well, you know, I wonder what's going on in France right now. <laughs> you know, maybe Germany's nice this time of year. But we got to stop being so complacent. You know, if you're wronged, I mean, if you're wronged, you got to fight. You know, fight by any means necessary. If you've got to get people together to file a class action lawsuit, if you've got to file a lawsuit by yourself, whatever you need to do to be represented properly, do that. Because being anti-voting is possibly one of the most un-American things you can be. Because everybody should be able to vote. Because it's in the Constitution that these people claim to love so much. So if you are purged from the rolls, don't take it lying down. You know? And if you don't have the power to fight by yourself... Find other people to fight with you and just get it done, you know, because these problems are not going to solve themselves. We can't just say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah, if we thought that's just the way it is, this country would still be part of Britain if we thought that's just the way it is and just shrugged our shoulders and just moved on. So just keep that in mind, you know. I actually had to check the, uh, the other day just to make sure I was still on the rolls even though I've been voting in, in the last few elections, just in case. So. Well, apparently, at the story I was reading, there was a woman who, I think she was a professor. I don't know. I think I might have actually read this reading page. But the lady, she was like a professor, and so she was trying, or a teacher, and she was trying to teach the students how to register to vote. So she's like, oh, you know, like, like look at me. I, like, registered to vote. And she went on there and found out that she wasn't registered. And the reason or one of the things that they think contributed to the fact that she was no longer registered is the hyphen in her name. Yes. 
That and that, that, yeah, and that that's what that Georgia law was trying to do. Like if you have hyphens in your name or any any the tiniest discrepancy, they will purge you from the rolls. And and they they fought against that and they won. So I don't know. Was she in Georgia? That woman? Yeah, she was. Yeah, and I, I don't know if those people who got purged were restored, but they uh the people fought uh they fought against that lawsuit. I mean they they filed a lawsuit against Brian Kemp for that, and I think they won that lawsuit. Because this guy's been sued well, multiple times. Well, this woman, somebody did a provi- provisional ballot. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. Someone did a provisional ballot and then got arrested for fucking voter fraud. So it's like, it is hard to fight. It's very hard to fight. I'm going to find that, that story for you. But, yeah, she yeah. fought and then got arrested for voter fraud. Well, and, and the thing is this. With the, uh, sometimes it all depends on who you are. I told the story on the show a while back about a woman who, uh, she was a resident alien. Like, my mother was a resident alien, so she would not have been allowed to vote. But my dad is a naturalized American citizen, so he could vote. He just doesn't vote because he thinks that all politicians are trash. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? She, uh, like I said, woman was a resident alien, and she was accidentally allowed to vote. So for years, she was voting. She had a voter ID and everything. I mean, you know, like oh, she was on the rolls and everything, I should say. And when she moved, she went to register to vote in her new town, and they were like, no, um, you're a resident alien. You're not allowed to vote. You're not an American citizen yet, you know? But what did she do? She refiled the papers and just put down that she was a citizen and then decided, oh, I'm going to vote anyway. And then she got caught. Now, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to do that. They told you don't do it, and you did it. But what happened was they gave her eight years in prison, and then once she gets out of prison, they're going to deport her. You know, but there was another case, and I want to say it was in Michigan. Don't quote me on that. It was the mother and the daughter. The daughter went to – she went away to college, right? So she asked the mother to fill out a provisional ballot for her. Right, because she's not going to be there to vote. And then the daughter found out, oh, I can register to vote here in my new school as a student, and I'll just vote here. But she never told her mother, hey, no need to cast that provisional ballot. I'm going to vote here at school. So the mother got caught. But here's the thing. When that happened, all the mother had to do was pay a fine. So she didn't serve any jail time at all. You know? So now, now you know, I know you said your person, uh, the person you were talking about, cast a provisional ballot. Now, that was that same teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it, it all depends. I mean, there needs to be a, I don't want to say boilerplate, that's not the right word, but the penalties for these should be even, you know? I mean, yeah. With the, the woman who was a resident alien, I mean, that's out-and-out out, out out voter fraud. But eight years is a long time for voter fraud. I mean, there are rapists who don't get that much time. They yeah, should. People who they, actually along and try to get your ass to suppress, that ain't even, you know, that's not even letting you get eight years. The ones that are perpetuating the bullshit. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, we could talk about the justice system for another hour, but I know our time is up. <laughs> but the main thing is, you know, if you're cheated by the system, don't take it lying down. And like I said, if you're not strong enough to fight on your own, please find other people to fight with you. Because the system is not going to change by us shrugging our shoulders and walking away. It's going to be changed when we fight. And you'll be surprised at what can happen when you do fight. Because some of these people are, like Brian Kemp, they really are just bullies. And you stand up to them, and they'll back down. But if we allow them to keep on cheating, then they're going to win. They're going to be like a bunch of Bill Belichick's. We only allow them to keep cheating just through complaining. Because he knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. He's a goddamn attorney general, for Christ's sakes, of that state. So he knows he knows what's up. So. I just saw a picture of that lady. Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody grabbing her ass. I just saw her face. I just saw her. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I feel, I feel a little guilty as a woman saying that because I know we shouldn't say that. But come on. You know, I... I, I really? Girl. Yeah, I, I, I say that just to be a jackass because I know that's not the right thing to say in this situation because we don't want to diminish the people who are sexually assaulted because we all, because we all know it's not about looks, it's about power. But the kid is fucking nine years old. If a nine-year-old is going to grab someone's ass, he's not going to grab her ass. Come on, let's just be real. <laughs> I, mean, I was a teenager. I remember, like, I was at the standing ring. And then I've also had the book bags brush up against me. And um, and also as a concert goer, I know like people brush up against you all the time. Like I know the difference at this point, and I'm younger than this 53 year old woman. Right. Girl. All right. Yep. Y'all have a good day. Yep. Um. Well, thank you for listening to uh, 360 Degrees. We'll be back next week with a brand new show and uh, we're getting our podcast situation straightened out where you can find us because uh, it, it seems that uh, maybe we're a little bit too gruff. <laughs> and some of these, uh, I'm surprised that anybody was listening to flag us for anything, but okay, I guess yeah. we made it. Maybe somebody didn't like the fact that I called Donald Trump a donkey raping shit eater. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we got flagged for that. <laughs> no, that's not the way we should end the show. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find us on um, we can find most podcasts except for iHeartRadio and um, alright you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend
I wanna be down, don't you know that what I say is true? So tell me what I gotta do to get next to you, baby. Need you. 